Well, welcome everybody to the Cedar Creek Arts Podcast. I'm now your host, Ezra Miller. I have stolen the podcast from JD, and this is going to be a fun time. And now I will pause for music. (laughs) You like that? Uh, JD's going to edit so that there's music there when I said that. Um... Seriously, though, um, I actually had the idea for this podcast because uh, we're coming into December and we always put a lot of work and time into making Christmas happen for all of our campuses. And um, Emily has now taken the role in service programming and um, stepping into that and doing an amazing job. Don't act surprised. You know that you did. Yeah. So I will go ahead and introduce who I have with me here. I took over hosting because our host is one of the people that is in question okay sorry jd youngblood what's up man hello what's up um christmas is what's up sweet all right emily (laughs) emily carney is also here with us and she is gonna be talking some uh, wise words what's up we'll see no pressure no pressure at all so it's gonna be a good time i just had some questions that i put together actually kind of last minute, but it's going to be awesome. Um, And I just wanted to be able to give our team some insight into how we look at Christmas, how we plan programming, um, what decisions uh, have to be made in order to get where we get. Um, I know every week, I mean, every year, it's, it's a really different experience. And there's some things that we bring back year after year. There's some things that are new and different things that we try. So I wanted to kind of walk through how we get to a Christmas program. So. Love it. Sound fun? Oh, yeah. Sweet. The first thing, JD does this and I love it because it's just fun. It's an icebreaker. Icebreakers are great. Everybody likes icebreakers. My icebreaker is, what is your favorite thing about Christmas other than Jesus? Well, that was going to be my answer. Yeah, so. that's why I had to put that oh, in there. Cause, man. Sorry to ruin it for you. I think, uh, I'll go first. Um, I think my favorite thing about Christmas is kind of just the nostalgia that comes along with it. Um, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I think about Christmas, it's just like, almost like this warm feeling, like this, like familial, like comforting, um, just kind of feeling that comes over me and it just kind of makes the Christmas season seem a little rosy in my mind. Like a warm fireplace of memories. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite thing. I love it. And I agree. Jay Dizzle. Hmm. Yeah, there's a part of nostalgia that connects with me about it. Um he Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All I think about are are uh, weird uh, Christmas stories from my family. So, like, there was one time uh, my dad tried to um, fool me. I, I think I was maybe, like, three or four at this time. And we were living in uh, Texas. And Texas, it doesn't really snow. I didn't know you lived in Texas. Yeah. Okay, we'll just pass over that detail. It's only for, like, a couple of years. Deal. It wasn't long. But, okay. um... Let's see. 
So yeah, he tried to trick me into thinking Santa actually came into our house. So he, I don't know what he used, but he basically made footprints as if it was like white snow. It was like walking to, like through a front door and going to the tree and like going around other places and whatever. But then actually, I think it was my grandma that freaked out because she thought someone, someone <laughs> broke into real? the house. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so my grandma was like freaking out, all this other stuff. It's like, someone broke in, someone broke in. It's like, uh, no, that's not not it whatever it was funny so that was that story and then it's another story of my first actual snow uh like real like thick powdery snow was when I lived in Illinois and that was that was nice because then you know playing around out in the backyard with your dog and you know making weird little like uh snow canyons with your toys and like all kinds of stuff I would be out there for hours but nowadays you're only out for like 30 minutes and you're like freezing your butt off and you're like oh, I don't want to do this <laughs> but yeah that's what I think about with Christmas <laughs> I love that's it that's so cool I'm pretty sure um that my very first white Christmas was this past Christmas very like first the very first I'm pretty sure Alex my husband swears that uh there was one like a couple years ago back in North Carolina but I have no recollection of it so I'm saying that last year was my very first white Christmas is that kind of like is that sad? Are you okay with that? <laughs> I mean, I was happy. Like, <laughs> okay. like I was so excited. I was so excited last year when it started snowing. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I Yeah, I totally agree with both of you. I think Christmas is just a time of, like, memories and nostalgia. And it feels like you're a kid again for no reason at all, yeah. it feels like. And then, like, December 26 hits, and it's like. Oh, I'm an adult. Back to real life. Yeah. <laughs> Back to reality. Okay, sorry. Ope, there goes Grammy. Okay, Ope. I know for a fact he said Ope because he's from Michigan, so for sure. Yeah. Who? Eminem. Oh. It's definitely not Oh, there goes Gravity. No. It's, it's Ope. It's Ope. For sure. Yeah. There's there's a P in there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, we're going to get started with some questions and stuff. Um, the first question is actually kind of vague, just kind of dive into whatever comes to mind um what's the overall goal in mind when programming a christmas service that's a really great question um i mean i think the goal overall um can be the same it can be said that it's the same for all of our services you know it's um to be able to introduce people to jesus um that's the ultimate goal but i think kind of diving a layer deeper to that um when we think about Christmas and Easter and some of these bigger holidays and these bigger services that, you know, some people are more likely to come to than regular weekend services, um, I think we have a really cool opportunity to um, just really take people on a journey and to be able to, one, meet them where they're at when they walk in the doors, and then, two, take them somewhere. Um, to be able to, over the course of the hour or whatever it is that we have them, to be able to to meet them where they're at and then hopefully leave them with something that's inspiring, something that's engaging, um, something that will change their lives. I love it. Sounds good. JD's smiling like, what do I say? <laughs> no, I immediately when you uh, asked that question, I actually, like before all of this, before you came into the room today, I was like, he's probably going to ask a question in regards to basically what that question was. 
and I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, uh, I I have an answer, but it's not in proper English in my head. It was like just it was like pieces of it where I like I could think about it and like hear the answer in my head, but then when it has to be said out loud, my the way I you know, work out things or thoughts like that, it takes me a second. Because if I try to say what I say, I'm just going to keep rambling and rambling and not get anywhere. Uh, so I, I just don't want to be here and just say, yeah, what Emily said. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Um, But it, it will be kind of a long side kind of towards that where I always just think of the mission of our church and that's um, – really creating a space for um, people that haven't been to church, um, blatantly don't go to church or don't believe at all. Um, just thinking those of those mindsets, the people that are the furthest away from uh, saving grace, if they were to walk into the room, what kind of elements or pieces or uh, a dynamic of a song or a visual element can catch their eye and create a spark inside of their mind to then somehow um, correlate that there is something bigger than themselves. And then um, what are, uh, I guess like, what are the easiest ways that we can provide a next step for them to take in regards to holding on to that spark that they saw or felt at that moment, and then where do they take that spark? Like, what happens next? Like, what's the next piece of, or uh, um, step of evolution for that, yeah, for and, someone? And I love, I love what we get to do with Christmas is, is taking that, there's that nostalgia and that joy and, a lot of things, a lot of feelings and emotions that enter in with Christmas that we don't quite understand why. It just kind of like happens with the season. And as a church, we kind of get to utilize that yeah. and go, how can we turn this into creativity? Mm -hmm. And how can we make this an element and and kind of like form that feeling and emotion into something that you can experience rather than just being like, oh, it's just floating around the air. We don't really know what it is. So Yeah, I love that. Cool. I I think those are really really awesome answers and um that that like programming side oh emily's freaking out because she bumped her mic it's sorry it's okay. i'm so sorry That's no fine. it's sorry. all good it's all good um those answers are kind of like that question poses for like the what emotions and feelings and i would like to before we dive more into the creative process i think it would just be cool to just talk a little bit of like what are the practical steps that we take in programming a service some of the some of the practical steps will be stuff that's what we normally do for any service or any series um, but then there's also the side of like Christmas and like what differences are there there and stuff like that so um, just like what steps do you take it to to reach that goal as far as dreaming or meetings that need to happen and stuff like that yeah um I'm sure that I'm going to miss something in my response or in my answer. So if I forget something, JD or even Ezra, feel free to jump in. Um, but I think something that's really cool about 
Christmas and, you know, some of these bigger holidays or bigger services is that we do, you know, it comes around every year. And so we do kind of get to start planning a little farther out. We, uh, I think we, this year we started talking about Christmas. I want to say it was like towards the end of July uh, when we like first started. So it was like With very the zoo much. Especially. Yeah, kind of yeah. Close into yep. like, hey, we're already talking about Christmas music. Yep, Let's exactly. So we got to start, you know, Christmas in July, basically, uh, which was really cool. And it, it was really neat. You know, we, uh, this year in particular, we started with kind of, you know, a smaller group that first started looking at like, you know, what are some of the concepts or some of the themes that maybe we want to dive into this Christmas? And then we were able to kind of expand it, make it a little uh, a little broader and invite a ton more people in. We got to invite really our whole arts team, including, you know, graphics and video and arts directors and um, just production, everyone, um, to this giant what we called wow meeting where it was like, okay, here are some of the ideas. What else do we have? Um, And I always really enjoy those because I think that it's so cool to hear different people's insights and ideas and creativity and to see, like, how one idea can spark another idea or can kind of turn into a spinoff almost of, of an idea. Um, so then from there, it kind of kind of morphs into like, okay, so we've got these great ideas. What are we actually going to do? How are we going to narrow this down? How are we going to hone it in? Um, and how are we going to, like I said earlier, really create this journey that we want to take people on? So I'd say since then, it's it's been just a lot of like, diving in and and honing in and just like trying to use discernment and figure out, you know, what is it that we want to do? So with that discernment, um, I think is crucial, especially with um, a season or an event, which in this case it's Christmas or even our Easter services. Um, But on, I mean, honestly, we provide this foundation I'm about to talk about with any weekend service for the most part, but you, it's always um, gathering all the the ideas that she was talking about, but then trying to put them into a filter of, okay, our majority of the people that are going to walk through the door understand that. Are they going to catch what it is we are trying to say without saying this is what we are talking about, you know, in bold lettering, like, like, like that's, that's always the wrestling point of, of creativity, at least within our context that we always need is, is the challenge of, we want to be creative, but at the same time, we need a clear statement of, of like, here's, here's what it means to believe in Jesus. And here's what it looks like. Um, without just kind of spoon feeding people you know what right. i mean creating so. creating th- what comes to mind is like creating subtleties that it's like it's not so much in your face but if they're so subtle you, th- a new believer would completely miss it yeah and and our entire goal as a church is that new believer that's coming in the door mm-hmm. and so you don't want to spoon feed you don't want to this is the answer like what just like exactly what you were just saying but at the same time uh you have to find that balance in like how do we make a point and take somebody on a journey without being like you walk into service and two minutes in it's like oh i see where they're going 
Right. And then it's like there's not really much right. umph to the service or anywhere for it to go because yeah. you could just totally see it all along. Right. There's a there's an element of trying to keep it engaging and interesting along the way. Absolutely. I l- oh, um, I wouldn't even say that's – let me jump back a hot second. I wouldn't even say that's just the only goal is trying to get people to understand that are far from God. Yes, that is a big goal of ours um, is to reach the lost. Um, but I think for the people that, quote, unquote, aren't lost – we're all still lost. I mean, we're all sinners. But um, for the people that have been coming to our church um, consistently for years and years, and they are a devout member of the church, they are plugged in in every facet, whether they're on the dream team or multiple dream teams, whatever. Or even on staff. Even on staff, small groups. I think um, that other goal that sits right next to the goal of reaching lost people is just always encouraging and keeping um, the people that are uh, true to faith already of encouraging them, reminding them just the simple truths that God is always speaking to us every day, whether it's Christmas or not. Um, And I think that's, that's even hard for us sometimes to remember where it's just like, okay, we gotta gotta figure out how to talk to you know I don't know Joe from the bar because you know he screwed up last night so what can we do that you know he's gonna he's gonna realize Jesus loves him you know like I know I already love him but uh, it's just gonna be a bunch of boring stuff you know we've already we already do every weekend blah, 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 that kind of thing you know like you you just can't come in with that mindset especially in in like a season of remembering that you know hey this is the time that our savior was born so you know what i'm trying to say yeah absolutely i feel like that's that's a goal that we forget about yeah it's there it's just like just it just feels almost uh i I guess boring in a sense (laughs) yeah and i i think well i i totally understand what you're saying and and with christmas having that opportunity to put so much time and effort into one service because really, like, all the other services that we do all year, other than Easter and, um, you know, there's Super Bowl Sunday and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, we, we do plan ahead on everything, but we don't have just, like, this crazy amount of focus and voices on creative elements and different things like that that can come together for every service throughout the year. We have that opportunity when it comes to Christmas and Easter and big services like that where we can go, like, we want to take people on the journey that we always want to take everybody on the journey every single weekend. Yeah. But we have extra time and extra planning and extra effort that can that can and extra voices um, and different minds and, and all these different elements that can come together to go like we could plan something really, really special. And I think that, that that's offered to us with Christmas services that it really does like allow us to be able to think through the how can we reach uh, Joe from the bar, and how can we how can we also reach the the worship leader who's singing the song, or the the production member who's running computer? And you know, there's I love those times where you've got those moments that are so special that you have someone who comes in and and serves week after week after week, and they're 
they're crying at the light board or soundboard or, or computer or wherever they're at. Um, just arts stuff there since this is an arts podcast. But um, uh, Or a greeter, you know, they're included too. Um, but I just love those moments and we get to hone in on those, like you were saying, for Christmas services um, and really take so much time to go into like how can this be as good as it's going to get and then hand that off to God and say, this is what we've come with. Use this and, and take people on that journey. Um, so, no, I don't want to verify my Apple ID. It just keeps asking me over and over. That's bad. It's I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I don't want to do it right now. Uh, a side note, a question I had in the middle of this, um, because this is kind of, uh, since this is an arts podcast, it's for the people that are inside. Anybody can listen to it, but most of the time, like our arts people do. How do we find, for the, for Cedar Creek and the church that we are, how do we find that balance between something new and creative and kind of advancing forward and also that balance between that and tradition and the things that this church loves and is used to and, and bringing back things? And J.D.'s smiling because he knows that this is true about our church, as we all do. You said tradition, and I immediately my mind just went into this whole massive arena of thoughts. Yeah. Exactly. And and with that, it is so broad. It's like, how do we find that? Because so many people in our church do love that tradition side. And that's where we're speaking a lot of the times to the person who, who does come all the time and is on the dream team and all that. And then we, we have also got the newcomer and stuff like that, where it's like everything's new to them. And so there's this balance and it's it's sometimes really hard to find. And any thoughts that you guys have on that process of like, what's the right balance that's a tough question Ezra (laughs) Um, well and I think it's tough because it's a tough balance to walk I think we constantly feel the rub of that you know like uh, how can we be fresh and creative and and you know figure out how to reach people while also honoring where we've come from Um, so, J.D., I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. You've been around here for a while. Um, and J.D. I am, has thoughts. I am still very much, I feel, like a newcomer uh, to some extent. So, I, I don't know. I was just curious if you had any thoughts right off the bat. Uh, when I was a teenager, I don't know where this stemmed from, but there was something about it with the word tradition that, or maybe, yeah, I think it just came from, like, knowing about high school traditions at my high school. Um, there were some of them that, you know, my friends would talk about, like, they would swallow goldfish as a tradition. <laughs> okay. During Ew. basketball season. Yeah. Yuck. During That's basketball disgusting. season at a certain game, they would swallow goldfish or something. It was... Monsters. It's very weird. They stopped doing it. What a terrible tradition. Like, that's a weird thing. And then ever since then, we started realizing, okay, tradition equals something that you always have to do over and over and over and over and over again. And obviously, being a Christian, and then thinking of the things that I do over and over and over and over and over again, now you start to, over when you become older, you start to connect the, these things where you're, when you were younger, you thought of tradition is this. It's stupid. It's boring. It's not different. It's not new. It's always the same boring old thing. Then you get older, and then you start to realize, oh, I'm I've been doing tradition like all my life, you know, being a Christian and 
going to church every Sunday. Just stuff that you just never really pick up on it. The connections when you're younger, but then when you're older, you realize it. And so over the years I've been here at church at Cedar Creek, uh, I've seen some weird traditions. I've seen some really cool traditions. The longer I come here, the more I realize how um, life-giving some of these traditions are. Um, one I will point out easily is every Christmas we do some f- form of Silent Night somewhere in the service. Most of the time, it's the way that it's uh, presented is what the, tra- the tradition is. Different renditions, different styles, and every year it's it's very special. And so now I'm a person of like, I understand this, you know. I see the family over here that had a rough time last year that I know that they're singing and, you know, hugging each other over here in the in the crowd and I'm like, This is it. This is this is what church is, this is what a community is and what's supposed to be. Hmm. Um Yeah, I'll stop there, you go. I think that I mean that brings up a really great point in my mind. Um like I think it's important for us to to look at these traditions and to figure out, you know, why are they so important to people? Um, So that when we go into programming and we go into looking at creative elements and, you know, do we incorporate the same thing from last year or do we try to make it different? uh, We can really um, honor that tradition, but maybe in a different way. Um, So I think, um, you know, as you were talking, it just kind of hit me. Like, I think that's part of the way that we can kind of mesh those two together the tradition and being fresh and creative it's by looking at the traditions and looking at the heart behind them and looking at what makes them so important and what makes them traditions for people totally i think go ahead yeah it's it's the struggle then um i don't want to take away from like the positive ending that you had no go it was for a great it. ending go for it. it's just always the struggle of some people traditions have to be the same th- the same way the sure. have to be done thing. the same way it's not just the song it's exactly how you do the song right because without yeah. that tradition they probably feel insecure mm-hmm. unsafe they feel like something's wrong in the world because you've taken away their whatever maybe a security blanket for them yeah. mm-hmm. of you know coming back every year and like this was my you know this was my moment to to you know let it all go and you know become anew because of that tradition or something. If, if that doesn't happen, then, um, you know, almost like a piece of, of themselves have has been stolen from them or taken away. I'm, I'm probably going on, like, the, the far end of, of really, like, um, really intense tradition yeah. and how, how, they, how some people feel about that. Right. Um, but there's some other people that are probably a little more open or maybe... 10 years they've done the same thing, same tradition, and they've been a part of that. And then maybe the 11th year, they're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. That feels that felt nice, you know? And I'm, I'm open for a little bit of difference or something here or there. That's always been a struggle, yeah. too, where um, there's a lot of people that, have, that are on staff here or people that have attended here for so many years, all, some even from the beginning of this church. And you know, me being kind of a person that has kind of come in like halfway, I'd say, um, or so, I, I, I want to respect 
that tradition, but same time every once in a while, all of us um, being a part of Capital C Church need to know you got to break from a break away from that every once in a while because there are other possibilities mm-hmm. or potentials that are so much more um, impactful mm-hmm. that maybe we just haven't had the time to open the door every once in a while to look mm-hmm. at all the other possibilities that we could do. Right. For sure. And something, something that comes to mind for me with tradition is it can be a really great and healthy thing, but it can also be a, this is what we do because we've always done. And so many of the times that can be really unhealthy. And if you've always done a certain opener, if you've always served, like done some sort of part of the message that's the same, if you've always done Silent Night at the end, whatever, the more that you've always done, quote-unquote, whatever that is, they stack up over years, and before you know it, like your service is already planned. And there's no room for creativity, and there's no room for anything out of the ordinary or anything unexpected because it's it's just this is what we always do and before you know it's like it's like where's there room for anything else because we're just holding so tight to what we've always done and that's i think it could be like unhealthy in that in that sense um for something that comes to mind for me with tradition is uh singing the doxology with my family before uh like thanksgiving and christmas meals and stuff like that interesting so my family like we all sing. It's just like a thing in my family, like Mennonite background. Like everybody sings. Like you have to. <laughs> I love that. If you don't sing, like what even are you? Like do you even love Jesus? Like <laughs> do you it's, even it's, love Jesus? They're they're just like it's, everybody sings, and it's like seven part harmonies at a dinner table. It's just really ridiculous. just a whole choir. It is a whole choir. You had the whole robes and everything. Yeah, wow. yeah exactly. So candles uh, lit. The whole thing. The whole thing. It's it's a big it's a big deal. No. Bring in the risers. It's not like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we got a choir. Um no, but my family has done that. Uh I can remember a couple years where we didn't, but for the most for the most part, that's something that you expect is kind of like the family prayer when we all get together. Um and for years like as a kid, like I was like, yeah, this is just some weird thing that my family does that if we ever have any friends over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or whatever before we eat, this is going to kind of be like a little awkward and whatever and you get past it. And then like as an adult going into it, it's like that's something for me. It's like so many times I, I've noticed I'm like, wow, I've taken for granted this moment because in that moment, that's when you like everything slows down. Everybody's focused on one thing. It's like it's not necessarily about the song or the prayer that it that it is as much as it is like everyone's doing the same thing and you take that time to like look around the table and like think of the people that that aren't there anymore and think of the little ones that are now and and things like that it's like I can still hear my grandpa singing it with us every time and he's not with us anymore so like that tradition brings back that warm feeling for me of like we've been around so many different tables with so many different family members, but that tradition brings that warmth and comfort to me, even if it looks different. And so I, I, I didn't think about that when I posed this question. So that's cool. But you guys talking through that, like that kind of brought that into my mind of, I think tradition can be that special moment that kind of brings that warmth and comfort, even if it's done differently, different times. Yeah. It makes me think of, uh, the movie inside out kind of how their memories are you know kind of stored or um you know in the big 
that not that but like it's just like a big library of, yeah. of shelves hallways of, and hallways yeah. of shelves and memories. yeah of these you know glowing spheres of uh, you know parts of their lives or whatever and uh it's i it's fascinating you brought up a point and it triggered in me how um a tradition such as singing a prayer or singing a song every year with your family and what it makes you think about it's almost just kind of like um opening up a time capsule a historical time capsule or something and you're able to look at all of these you know cherished memories or uh what do you call what do you call them you know heirlooms or Hmm. you know just little things that you kept in this this thing, this whatever the tradition is, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time you bring it back up, that's what comes out of it. You get to look at all the other ones and add another one to it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, time capsule I think fits really well. But it's, it's interesting. The way you said it, I just started thinking of like, yeah, time capsule and stuff like that. It's weird. I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> I thought you had something to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't. Okay, we're going to move out of tradition now. I just wanted to bring that up because se- that seems to be a big topic with Cedar Creek mm-hmm. year after year. It's like, do we do the traditions? Do we do them differently? Yeah. I was like, that's something cool to talk about. Yeah, but, that's a great question. Um, with Christmas services overall, planning, executing the whole the whole spiel, the whole kitten caboodle, uh, I love it when people say, if you will. So I'll say that right there. The if whole kitten will. caboodle, if you will. Um, yes, sir, I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is, in your personal opinion, or maybe even experience, what's the most difficult part of like putting together a solid Christmas program? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think for me personally, it's... Probably, probably sifting through all of the ideas and trying to figure out, trying to discern um, what it is that we are going to move on. Um, Because I think part of me looks at, you know, all the creativity and all of the ideas uh, and just wants to do all of it. And it's like... Okay, but yeah, yeah <laughs> right. We've got an hour. Um, so I think for me, the, the hardest part in, in thinking about planning or programming any service, but, you know, Christmas specifically, because we're talking about Christmas, is just like honing that in, honing it down, like figuring out what it is we're doing. That's good. Um, Tell us your thoughts. I, I think is what I kind of went back or I'll go back to one of my earlier statements of just uh, is being able to um, how how do we clearly say something but with the creative touch to it um, to where hopefully it maybe resonates a little bit better than just kind of writing it on the wall for people Um but same time, like you can't, you can't go too far that creative direction because if you do, no one's going to get it, um, other than the person that created it. Um, and there's 
another thought I had. Honestly, just flow. Just, you know, service. I'm a big transition person, so I'll hear one idea, then I'll hear two more ideas, then I'll hear a third idea, and I'm like, oh, that third one goes really well with the first one, or whatever. Um, but yeah, kind of sifting through this stuff, kind of like how I agree with Emily, it's a, that's probably the biggest thing. Because once you gather 10, 12 very different creative-minded people that all have a different definition of what Christmas looks like to them, you're going to see... <laughs> I, I don't know. Lots I don't of have, differences. Yeah, I don't... It's so vastly yeah. different. And then you're sitting in this creative meetings and your brain like has to go... like For you, like you said, transitions is... Like, they're, they're just a huge thing to you. Yeah. So even sitting in a creative meeting that's just, like, focused on, like, just wow and, like, not necessarily how you're going to pull it off, your brain still is, like, how are we going to transition from these two ideas that everybody seems to be, like, really latching on to? It's, right. like, they are vastly different ideas. So how do we, like, tell this story and this story and, like, make them blend together in the perfect way? It's like a Picasso painting, and Picasso didn't even realize he painted it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's it's that creative. I'm tripping on my Mountain Dew right now. You didn't even drink any of I, it. I did. It's almost gone. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Cool. And then uh, the flip side of that, like what do you feel is the most like rewarding or um, like what's your like personal favorite thing about Christmas programming or 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 even, you know, experiencing it or or making it happen. I think something that's really cool for me is just seeing it all come together. So when it does get down to, you know, execution time, um just seeing the campuses do what they do best and and put these services on um and especially, you know, um in the role that I'm currently in, I kind of get the opportunity to see some of the, the flair that different campuses put on different things, um, which I, I think that's just really, really neat to see. Um, and so, you know, even down to, you know, worship transitions or like how you set up a song or, you know, something like that. Um, just seeing how the different arts directors or worship leaders or, or teams kind of execute this service that we you know, provided uh, in a way that's meaningful to them and meaningful for the people um, in their room and in at the campus. I think that's just really, really cool. Yeah, I always everything you're saying, I'm like, that's a great answer. Yeah, I agree with all that. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah, I just don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, she very much said it. Yeah. No, I feel like there's there's something else. Um. Uh, yeah, just uh, retelling what she said. Yeah, it's it's uh, all of our campuses are are pretty different. Um, obviously, when it comes to having different people, different teams essentially um, made up of vastly different people per campus. It's uh, everyone. We always try to provide understanding like hey you know like make it somewhat of your own you know like obviously you can't go totally off the rails because some things are synced up and 
intentionally placed for a certain amount of time for certain reasons. And if you don't do it, then it's going to look like a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, but other than that, there are spots that we intentionally place for that creative openness where it's just like, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I didn't go. want to interrupt. No, go. Um, but just kind of in thinking about that, I'm going to give you guys like a very uh, sneak peek uh, insight here, but I'm, I'm super excited. Um, this Christmas specifically um, for this and to see, you know, kind of just talking about the campuses being able to put their, their own spin on things. Um, this Christmas, we have something special in store where there's going to be one song in the service where each campus is going to be able to choose their own song. So you may go to West Toledo and hear one song in this certain spot in service, and you may go to South Toledo and hear something totally different. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about that because our, our campuses are, you know, while they are one church, they are the heart of Cedar Creek, um, you know, they're a little different. And so, like, to be able to play into the strengths of the different campuses and to see that and how it's going to play out, I'm, I'm super pumped about. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm happy that we did that. I think we've talked about that for a few years, even before you were here. But um, I don't know why we didn't do it. I think... Honestly, now I know why. Uh, it's just because we didn't talk Christmas until, like, Thanksgiving. <laughs> we just didn't have enough time. Hey, Christmas is tomorrow. Should we do the same thing everywhere? Yes, let's definitely do that. Yes, we need everything we, we now. We don't have any other options. Yeah, exactly. It just ends up being, like, red alert, red alert. That was, like, a low-voiced uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, pretty Scooby-Doo. much. Scooby-Doo. 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 Never like, heard that version. Like, right. we don't have any other options. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um I I do I think uh, the so repeat the question again. Uh it's just the, like what's what's the most rewarding yes, thing? Yes, rewarding for you, things. Um, personally. I think so Christmas obviously comes uh with a lot of potential baggage for people. Um a lot of um new things, a lot of old things. Um, a lot of cherished things, um, different walks of life. I know our Christmases and Easter's are very open door when it comes to, you know, we hope our people and us are inviting um, others that haven't come to church, don't want to come to church, or whatever. And um, hearing some of the stories that come out of people's lives being changed, um, and then drawing it right into a new year and then honestly that first week um of us having baptisms of people and hearing their story like hey this person came to uh, christmas service totally changed his life and now he's getting baptized and um just seeing that progression is um really life-giving to me personally i'm sure it is to all of you um but just hearing those stories is something special because some of those details in people's lives, you just, you know, one in a million, you know, it's less like that's, that's the different stories that God has put into people's lives that now he's a, that every, all these, all of us are able to hear about mm-hmm. that we probably wouldn't ever hear, um, ever. So I think it's really cool to to kind of go off of that when we hear stories about 
um, people kind of coming to understand something new or different about God in the midst of Christmas where you'd think, you know, everyone knows everything there is to know about Christmas. Um, So I I think that's one thing that always feels super rewarding to me when it's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And just hearing people say that. Yes, that's very good. That kind of went along with the point I mentioned earlier of of not us just only trying to reach lost people, but um, making sure that us that are already for the faith, reminding ourselves, remembering who God is, what he does in the big and small things. Yeah, I, in the sense of like, uh, like a fire growing and shrinking, it happens a lot in faith that way. And we talk all the time about like a spark or a seed that can get planted, stuff like that. And it's like, that spark is that first person attending, but we we have to take into consideration the the fire that's been there that's that's been really strong and big at one point that has also dwindled to just barely making it and feeling like you're just on fumes and and the right way of communicating something at the right time if it's programmed out right and and I said something earlier, it's something I actually say to my team like almost every weekend is is we need to realize that like we've done what we can do up to this point and now it's time to surrender it, surrender it over and let God take mm-hmm. what we've prepared. And when you come to that point where it's like we've programmed to the T as much as we possibly can, then the unexpected comes in. We're now handing this over to the almighty God, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that can come in and move in, through the service in ways that you don't expect. I've, I've looked at plenty of Christmas or Easter plans in the past at this church or other churches, whatever, where you look at it on paper or on planning center and it looks almost boring where you're like, this, this year is going to be lame. There's nothing to it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're thinking with programming this year. Like this doesn't look like it has any flair. Or anything. There's no TSO. Exactly. What the heck? There's no miraculum. Where can I shred? <laughs> if I can't shred. Um, so yeah, <laughs> You can look at sometimes, you can look at something on paper and go, this isn't going to go anywhere. And that's, I think a lot of the times that's because we get so caught up in our own mindset of, I can't take this anywhere. And it's such a powerful thing. I think that that's probably the most rewarding thing for myself. I wasn't planning on answering the question, but it's, it's like when you step in and go, this wasn't necessarily like something I looked at of like, I could make this happen but it was such a special, powerful moment where there's not a dry eye in the room, including the team that's putting it on, because God just moved in such a special way because you were able to go, we've programmed so much, and now it's time to just release it and let let you do the work. Yeah, to that point, there's been moments that in a Christmas service, Easter, whatever, any kind of service, there's been moments that... I'm either playing a drum part, you know, in the middle of a song, and I'm like, this part's so boring, like, I'm not doing anything. Or sometimes I'm just sitting there waiting to come in, you know, to to play. And the next, the following week or whatever, whenever it is that we have um, a staff meeting or if it comes over an email or, um, you know, on Teams or Slack at the time, whatever, and we hear a story from someone like, hey, you know, this happened with someone uh, during this song. 
And now I think about it, I was like, oh, that's the song I thought was boring. It's like, what was I doing in that moment while their life was getting turned around? Exactly. You know? And then your whole mind just gets blown by like, okay, I need to remember that God can not only speak in the loud times, he can speak in the soft and boring times. He can speak whenever he wants because he's God, you know? Absolutely. So it's just like, don't ever try to rob a moment like that from someone just because you're so stuck in your own thoughts. And, right. and, and what are we here to do? Like, are we here to, to present the the message of God? Or are we here to like entertain ourselves? Right. You know, and it's, it's not answered to, but yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I love that. It's this double bass feels so good on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the greatest. Christmas. <laughs> silent night. <laughs> not so silent night. Not so silent night. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, on that amazing note, uh, I think that kind of brings us to a wrap and just wanted to thank you guys for letting us kind of like see inside your brains and, and what happens behind the scenes. Uh, I think a lot of the times just working on staff at a church, I get into these rhythms of like, well, everybody knows this stuff. And I was just talking with a staff meeting, st- uh, a staff member earlier today that didn't know we had quote unquote wow and how meetings and they're like oh that's cool like so i'm like man like i would love to give a little bit of that insight even in just like the christmas service and the christmas season uh to our teams and let them kind of see into that yeah thank you for for bringing this up and for for posing it as an idea i think um it is really cool when we can kind of bring people into the process and the mindset and um just kind of how things work around here so thank you for initiating this totally merry christmas everyone merry christmas merry christmas ching, ching. those are sleigh bells, ching, sleigh bells. Ching, 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 this part's so boring i just i'm just playing sleigh bells <laughs> i'm gonna put music now it's gonna be us <laughs> <laughs>